It's time now for the Wednesday night worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal His Church with our CE Director, Reverend Mag Perry, with tonight's Bible study lesson, Accepting Salvation. Welcome. Thank you for joining our Wednesday night Bible study tonight. We'll be continuing our uh, study of uh, chapter John. We're actually finishing up chapter 9 to, tonight. Uh, we'll be studying verses 24 through 41, and I've titled tonight's message, Accepting Salvation, uh, and we will do a quick review of last week to kind of uh, set the foundation of where Jesus is at in his ministry, but before we get into our Bible study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, I've, I've been thinking about several people, and we got, um, you know, Tuesday morning, our prayer service at 10 o'clock, we prayed for a lot of things, a lot of people, and like to enjoy, uh, like to invite you to join us on uh, when uh, Tuesday mornings at ten o'clock. Uh, great prayer service, and uh, we spend time together praying together because I believe that's the answer to what's going on in our country and and uh, in our lives today. And uh, only God can uh, give us the answers that we need. So can let's continue to pray for our nation and the COVID nineteen, our children, and the school. Uh, thank God for our school here. The, the, the learning here is going well. We have about 20 students and thank God for all the workers that help us with that. And uh, that seems to be going real well. And I can tell when I come in that the kids are seem to be uh, enjoying it and having a good time and as well as they're uh, working uh, during quiet time. So uh, great, great time here and thank God for the opportunity to do that. But let's continue to pray because I really believe that getting back in school is where they where they need to, and I think that's where it's important for them to be to learn. Uh, so let's continue to pray from them for them. Uh, some others, uh, Pam Lewis. Uh, I just heard from her sister Margaret here that uh, uh, her doctor called Pam on Monday, and uh, she has after her surgery have have what I guess I guess they call it a clear. What was the word, Margaret? They, she they, she has clear margins, which basically mean they didn't see any more cancer, and they're going to start chemotherapy pretty soon now, I think. Yeah, so that's great news for Pam. They found no other cancer, and she can start her therapy. So let's uh, continue to pray for her, and let's continue to pray for CL, which is uh, Lisa Davis's uh, brother. He had a kidney removed, and now going through the healing process and had some difficulties, but we want to continue to pray for him. Uh, Keith and Adam Mazingo, let's continue to remember them. And Laurie's brother, Keith Evans, a lot of you out there know, is uh, going to have surgery on uh, September the 1st, uh, gallbladder surgery, I believe it is. So let's continue to pray for all of these. Uh, Today we had a very special prayer. I won't tell you a, a, a lot about it other than Laurie and I got to meet a young lady named Melanie. And she has uh, two kids, a daughter and a son. And she's homeless. Uh, um, and uh, she came to the church. And, you know, normally when people come to the church asking for help, uh, they asked for many things, but one of the things that touched my wife's heart when she walked in was uh, the first thing out of her mouth was, I need Jesus. Uh, so that really put it, in, put it in perspective that 
What she was looking for is a serious help. She needed somebody that could touch her and bless her. And we, we uh, prayed with her. We prayed uh, for uh, forgiveness. We prayed for salvation. And thank God for blessing her today. And uh, we also did a few other things taking care of uh, her today. And uh, But continue to remember her when you pray. Mention Melanie. I believe I'm saying that right and her two kids, and I know, and I'm believing that God is going to touch her. So pray with me tonight. Let's pray sincerely. Let's pray that God intervenes on all these things, and I know each one of you have things in your life, in your family, in your neighbors, and all kinds of things in your life that only God, only God, the miracle worker, the true God, can heal and touch and bless tonight. So pray with me tonight. Father, we thank you, dear Jesus, for your many, many blessings, Lord, and each day being with us, Lord, and touching us, Lord. Lord, well, I don't know what we would do without you, Lord. Lord, you're always with us. You're always blessing us, Lord, and I praise your name right now, Lord. I lift all these things up that we've mentioned tonight to you, dear Father. I lift them up to bless you, dear Father. We know that you can heal, dear Father. We know that you can touch those hearts and minds, Lord. A special touch of Melanie tonight, Lord. Be with her, Lord. Continue to strengthen her, Lord. Touch her heart, her soul, and touch her family, Lord. Give her the understanding she needs for her children and to go forward, Lord. Only you can help her this night, Lord. Lord, let's continue to remember Pam and Keith and, and uh, all the other things that we talked about. And I know there's many others tonight, Lord. Touch our children, Lord, in the schools. Lord, be with us as leaders of this church that we do your work and your will, Lord. That we become that lighthouse that reaches out and touches, dear Father, and spreads the word, spreads your word, Lord, that we'll see people saved, Lord. People believing and trusting in you and loving you, dear Father, as you love us, Lord. Help us to be that blessing, Lord. Help me tonight as I teach your word, Lord, that I teach it the way you want it taught, Lord. It's all about you tonight, Lord. Lord, a special touch tonight for me in, in the wording to your Father about salvation, Lord. You touched my heart with this message tonight, Lord. Help me to share it with all those that need it, dear Lord. Be with us in a special way, Lord, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the many times you've touched us all, Lord, and for living in our hearts and guiding us, dear Father. Be with us, dear Lord. We need you every day in a very special way. In thy name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, let's first read our scriptures. Starting, I think I'll start in 24 of chapter 9. Then again called they, this is the Pharisees calling the blind man, the blind man and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. So they're calling Jesus a sinner because as I taught last week, they accused him of breaking one of their laws of working on the Sabbath by putting some mud together. Um, kind of humorous, but yes, they did. And then 25, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or not, this is very, very important here now from the blind man. This is the one thing he knew at this time. He had not... Uh, been able to see Jesus at this time. He recognized his voice, though we'll find out. But whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But one thing I know, 
that where I was blind, I now see. Isn't that wonderful? Then 26, Then said they to him again, What did he, um, what did he to thee? How open he thy eyes? eyes. Now listen to what the blind man is saying here. This is the verse I referred to last week, how now the blind man's testimony is getting stronger and stronger. He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. So they weren't listening. They weren't accepting what he was saying. I think they were hearing him. They just weren't accepting. Wherefore would you hear it again? Why do you want to hear it again unless this is what he says? Will you also be his disciples? And remember I told you last week to be a disciple is somebody that represents and is anointed by God. And then 28, then they reviled him. Basically they insulted him. Now they're getting uh, sarcastic, kind of getting angry with him and said, thou art his disciple. Thou art his disciple. In other words, blind man, you may be his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. And in verse 29, we know that God spake unto Moses as far as his, uh, this fellow. We know not from whence he is. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Verse 30, The man answered and said unto them, Why are in here, herein, I'm sorry, is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eye. In other words, it's amazing to this blind man saying, it's amazing to me that he just did a miracle on me and he opened my eyes, but yet you can't see what he did. You can't see the miracle. And in verse 31, Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him we... So basically he's saying to the blind man, because you're a sinner, God didn't hear you. He didn't know you. That's basically what they're saying there, which we know is a lie of the devil. So let's look at 32. Since the world began... Was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? So basically the Pharisees are saying, you know, in, in all the time of the world, we've never heard of anybody being blind and now can see. Well, obviously they, they just kept questioning and doubting and using that now the history to say that this couldn't happen. But you know what? We all know it did happen, didn't it? They know. Some of them accepted uh, because they got in a uh, disagreement last week, if you remember. They actually got in a debate because some began to say, well, some, something happened. The blind guy was blind and now he sees. So let's look at 33. If this man were now, this is the blind man speaking. I, I referred to this. Listen to his testimony now. If, if this man were not of God, he could no, do nothing. So the blind man saying, you know, he has to be from God. Nobody else can do this. So let's continue in 34. Then answered and said unto him, Thou hast altogether born in sin, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. What that means is they now have told him he can't attend church no more. They have cast him out of the church. Jesus got word, and I believe Jesus already knows, but listen what he what it says. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, and this is where basically uh, the message of the teaching comes from tonight. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And that's the question that I have for you tonight, the question that we all have, 
that we have to make a decision on. And then continue to read in 36. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And in verse 37, And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is that he that talketh with thee. And I underlined the word talketh, because what that's meaning now is the man had not seen Jesus before. The blind man had not seen him. But at this present moment, he's not only getting to see him, but when Jesus spoke, he's recognizing his voice. He's hearing him talk, so he's hearing and could understand who he really was. And then 38, and he said, Lord, I believe. So immediately he accepted who he was. And boy, that just touches my heart. I feel the Spirit move when he says that. Think about what he just said. And Lord, I believe. Immediately he accepted. Thank you, dear Jesus. And then 39, and Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, that they which is not might see. He's here to show who he really is and help them understand who he really is as he's telling them here. And they that which it might uh, see might be made blind. And in verse 40, And some of the Pharisees, notice the wording here. I've always mentioned to you folks, you have to notice some words. I mean, uh, uh, notice the small words. And, and even in my book, um, in my Bible, some is italicized, which, which caught my attention. But what I'm, what I'm getting out of that is, it, say, it didn't say all the Pharisees. It said, now some of the Pharisees, which tells me, as we heard last week, there was a division. I believe some of those, in fact, I know because the Bible tells us a little bit later on in 10 or 11, I believe it is, some of those religious leaders begin to believe. And then... Um, uh, some of the Pharisees were with him, heard these words, and said unto him, Are we blind also? Again, I believe they're being sarcastic and kind of throwing off to Jesus. So look at 41, what Jesus said. Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. Because what he's saying is, you see, but you're really not believing who I am. And we'll talk about that a little bit tonight, about accepting salvation. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, bless this message tonight. Let's review a little bit of, from last week to kind of lead into this week. You know, the blind man was completely changed. His life was changed. He was changed physically, spiritually. Uh, you know, everything about him was changed, and he had a strong, powerful testimony now, as we learned last week. And you know what? I, I feel like uh, he was making it simple in his testimony who Jesus was. And I believe accepting Jesus is that simple. Oh, as I, we told the young lady today, people make it very difficult. People try to make it complicated. But all we have to do is humbly understand who Jesus really is and humbly believe Him, humbly accept, and say, Lord, please forgive me. Ask the Lord forgive me, and He will accept you. He's there waiting, and yes, He will hear your prayer. Yes, He will hear a sinner's prayer, and I believe that with all my heart. First, when He first met Jesus, uh, He could only 
uh, hear him and even felt him. But, uh, you know, as we learn, he began later on to be able to see him. But the one thing he did is recognize his voice. So he believed in hearing his voice. And that's the thing that we have to do. I'm already getting into the message tonight. I can't wait. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll quickly try to review and, I, and I'll get there. Let me continue. The rulers only tried to tear him down and discourage people. They were doing their best, I believe, as I mentioned last week, to discourage and to challenge and to question him, to tear him down. That's all they tried to do. But you know, they didn't win. Y'all remember? The young man, the blind man's testimony got stronger and stronger. And he, they, he, they, they did not discourage him. In fact, God was living in his spirit at that time, I believe. God was blessing him at that thing, time. And, you know, I thank God the ridiculous thing they were trying to say about putting mud on, I mentioned last week, it's, it's so ridiculous to call that work on the seventh day. And I also said, the only thing I can say about that is, I think God is a that he is, I thank Him for being a 24-7 God. He's always there for us, every day to the week, willing to bless, heal, and touch, and accept us into His kingdom. How wonderful that is. The good news, the blind man was not discouraged. In fact, he kept getting encouraged by what God had done for him. And I left you last week about being encouraged. Be bold. Be encouraged. I believe that this uh, young uh, uh, blind man as he continued to give his uh, testimony, he kept getting more encouraged. He getting, kept getting bolder and bolder. And, you, and knowing, knowing that these guys can th cast him out of the church or even have him locked up, but he still got bolder and, and bolder. Let's notice something about the testimony. I don't want to leave last week until we get a little bit touch on that testimony because it just touched me and encouraged me that we should be giving out our testimony and God to continue to bless and make are stronger and stronger and stronger. As we learn in verse 16, they started a division in them. And in verse 17, he, uh, uh, you know, the first time the, um, the blind man gave his testimony, he referenced him as a man. The second time he referenced him as a prophet, which as I told you last week means is very important. Um, so the man has grown in his testimony and he has grown in his faith in his testimony. And he's, he's grown into perception and never seen Jesus for the first time. So he continued. In verse 27, I mentioned that he also answered the rulers by saying, and now they're getting to ask this young man or this blind man his opinion because they didn't have any other questions. Well, what do you think? And the, the, the blind man answered, or the, actually I keep calling him blind man, but now he's a man that can see. But the, the young man uh, is it, just saying now he is a uh, disciple and worthy of disciples. Do you want to be his, his disciples? I thought that was a good, good testimony. And then 33, as we read tonight, now the blind man was saying that uh, he believes totally because he believed he came from heaven. He, he came from God. The more we give our testimony, the stronger we'll get. Be bold. Be encouraged. And as we com uh, concluded, I left you with a, for a few thoughts as what happened last week in that, you know, we can expect, we can expect as a believer that um, we're going to be questioned. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to have trials. 
we're going to have things come in our life. And as we know, the devil's always, always trying to oppose and tear us down. We know that. And even when miracles happen in our life, we, can, we should keep them precious and, and understand what God has done for us because they will strengthen us when everything else around us is going to try to tear us down. And we should share that. What's most important to this young man, as he was giving his testimony, as I was telling you, other people we're listening and, 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 and believing. The Bible tells us in uh, chapter 9 at least two or three times some of the people begin to believe and thank God for that. So we should not be surprised when we have conflicts or questions. We just stand bold and be encouraged and go forward in His work. I told you in Second Timothy last week, 3 and 12, all who wants to be godly and live in Christ will be persecuted. And the Bible tells us also in Philippians first uh, chapter and 21st, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on Him, but also suffer for Him. So the blind man accepted this. And, and he was bold and encouraged, and I'd like to do the same thing for each of us. There was a lot of good news as I'm wrapping up last week. We, when we face difficult situations, we should try to be encouraged. God will strengthen us, and he will deepen our relationship with him. Finally, finally, finally the last thing I mentioned last week uh, is that immediately immediately he trusted Jesus. And that's what we need to do. Sometimes when we have a trial or we go through something, we try to depend on ourselves and we try to do things ourselves. And then it seems like it's always the last thing we do. We try to uh, ask God. Folks, we ought to, as Christians and those that are not Christians, accept him and immediately start accepting him and accepting who he, he, he is. And what a wonderful thing Jesus did for the blind man. And I left you with this comment. Jesus was looking him, seeking him, and found him to ask him, to, as we find out tonight, about salvation and making sure that the young man is, is uh, accepting him. And tonight, Jesus is doing the same thing to us. Will you follow him tonight as he, the blind man did? So let's get into our, our lesson, our, our teaching for tonight, uh, accepting salvation. I, I, I started out tonight's... Uh, uh, teaching by thinking about what the young man said in that the one thing I know, the one thing I know that I was blind and now I see. And that's why I've mentioned to all of us in the past, there's many things in our life that we can say Jesus, Jesus truly touched us uh, and blessed us. And I even mentioned a while back, even salvation, accepting Jesus is a blessing. That in itself is encouragement and strength and should strengthen us. So keep those things in mind. The one thing you know is that Jesus did it, and he's always got us in his mind. As Christians, we may not always know the answer. Uh, we may not understand, but we can always depend on Jesus. Verses 24 and 28 tonight through 28, the leaders continue to refuse to admit uh, who God was and given the blind man. Didn't even accept the blind man getting his sight. But yet while they were trying to silence the man, the man was being encouraged by his testimony and by the strength. And you know, they even used things like saying Moses 
uh, is who we serve. I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Uh, actually, I'll go ahead and, and mention a few things about that. You know, Moses indeed, and many uh, David, and and uh, many, many others, uh, Noah, many other uh, saints of God were blessed by God, and many miracles. You know, I, I know that when uh, the Jewish people then and they and probably today, because I understand they still are looking for the Messiah. When I think about um, uh, most of them, not all of them, some have accepted Jesus, but the ones that have not, they think about Moses, you know, striking the rock and waters, parting the waters, and freedom from, uh, you know, slavery, and freedom uh, out of Egypt. And they looked at uh, Moses as their uh, pro, uh, their God, and when what the, what they missed the whole time is who God really is and who Jesus really is, and they looked at Him, and and they served Him in the, what they were told us tonight. That they they were serving the wrong person, and what Jesus is trying to let them know is that God God did it all through His people, and God did it through the blind man also in His testimony and getting more stronger and stronger. Verses thirty. Through 32, the Pharisees and leaders were trying to say the blind man and some people today believe the same thing, that God does not listen to a sinner. I've mentioned it briefly. I will say a little bit more because it is absolutely alive, the devil. Uh, God does listen to sinners' prayers. He does listen to them, and uh, he, he wants them to repent. Tonight, He wants to accept your repentance. He, he loves you. He wants to give you that mercy. And, and uh, I, I look at forgiveness as the crown jewel of what uh, Christianity is all about. And Jesus is the crown jewel. I don't know why that came into my heart while I was studying, but I look at that as the main principle. And, the main gr- and I couldn't think of a better wonderful word than crown jewel. But Jesus is the crown jewel. It is a what salvation is all about it's about him loving us and forgiving us and absolutely you you all of us are sinners so if jesus had not heard none of us or if god hadn't heard any of us we wouldn't be christians today isn't it kind of humorous but the way they were thinking but we don't want people thinking that today but there is people that thinks that today God does not hear sinners, but He does when they're asking for repentance and asking for them to, for Him to come into our, His heart. People, when you repent to God, He loves you. He'll always forgive you. He'll always be there, and He will always accept Him, accept you if you truly give Him His heart. In verses 35 through 38, tells us that Jesus heard that they had... Uh, uh, Jesus had heard that they had thrown the blind man out of the church, and the scriptures tell tell us that I love the beginning of that scripture where it says, um, Jesus found the blind man. He went and found the blind man, and and what I interpret what was saying there, Jesus went out seeking him to touch him, to bless him. And it's the same today. Jesus is always standing there. He's always looking. He's always seeking, and he's always loving us and wanting to accept us tonight. When I look at those verses 35 through 38, you know, I think about how um, Jesus came on the scene. He can't, he, you know, but, but up until this man, up until this time, the blind man had been defending and had been standing up for Jesus and had not yet met him 
from a spiritual standpoint of, as far as seeing him, but he definitely heard his voice and he believed him. Um, and he was, as I said, his testimony got stronger and stronger. Jesus all along had been preparing and strengthening the heart. And that's what it takes to, uh, uh, to prepare someone to accept him. It's quite wonderful that Jesus is always waiting and on the scene and the man's heart was ready to accept. And what, what, one of the things that, uh, I got many things from this, but what I wanted to share with you tonight, the question, dost thou believe on the Son of God? And this is the same question that we have to answer. And Jesus took this man, I believe in his heart, through his testimony, step by step by step. And what I learned for me is, you know, we sometimes as Christians are sometimes zealous and overjoyed and we want to just see people saved and, and just see people converted. And sometimes we go out and as, as an old manager I used to have say, sometimes we act like a bull in a china shop. We want to just kind of get out there and, uh, you know, quickly get it done and push them into it and say, you're a sinner, you need to be saved, you need to do, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. But folks, I've learned over my years that that's not what Jesus' salvation is all about. There is a step by step. There is a process for salvation. There is things that Jesus wants us to go do uh, and touching a heart and, and blessing a heart. And, 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 you know, that's many things. And, and those things that... Um, I believe the Lord wants us to go do and taking these people step by step is everyone matters. So what that means is we all have to live the way He wants us. We set the example. You know, we're not going to get anybody to accept Jesus Christ when they look at us and they see things in our life that have questions about our life. We've got to live our life. We've got to love them. We've got to teach them. We've got to encourage them. We gotta be there to comfort them. We gotta be there for them when they need something. There is a step by step, and that's what. Je and you know what? Their faith will strengthen more and more and more through us. And you know, our testimony is everything about our life in living for Jesus Christ. Our testimony is everything about what we do, what we say, how we live. People, we don't want to put question marks in anybody's mind about Jesus. And you say, Mac, it's hard. It's hard. Yes, it is. But you know what? I keep saying over and over and over, and I'm getting it right out of the Word. Over and over and over. It comes from the Word of God. The Word of God has to strengthen us. It encourages us. We need to be reading and studying His Word. We want to see people saved. It is going to come from our heart, the Word of God, in living and setting the example and teaching and blessing everyone. That's how we, get, we see people saved. You know, if we're not seeing people saved, I, I believe we can blame the preacher. We can blame every church member. We can blame the COVID-19. We can blame... Uh, the president, you can blame anybody you want to, but I believe we ought to be blaming ourselves and getting deeper in the Word of God, praying. Are we sincere about people? Are we sincere about seeing our loved ones saved? Hallelujah! We need to be on our knees and praying to God 
and blessing God and praising God and living His Word. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's how we're going to see people accept Jesus Christ tonight. Thank you, dear Father. Thank you, dear Jesus. Hallelujah! Verses 36 through 38. Do you believe? Have you accepted? There's only two decisions you can make. There is no in-between, although I, I'm going to mention here tonight, there is people like these Pharisees that think they're godly and they try to live in-between, and I'll briefly touch on that. Hallelujah. In verses 36 through 38, Jesus asked, uh, point him out, or, or the blind man said, point him out to me, sir, so I can believe. That just touched my heart, people, before I leave that. I feel like that's our job as Christians. Just point him out. Thank you about that. What all the things I just said in the last couple of minutes, we're pointing to Jesus in everything, everything that we say and do as Christians. It's all about love. It's all about love. Hallelujah. And only love that we're truly going to be able to give out there that will help people accept is the love of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The blind man had already in my mind confessed only God had, could give him his sight. But he did not recognize Jesus by seeing him, but he recognized him by his voice. And you know, today, everything, everything that we can see the results of is because we listened to His voice. Because we heard what Jesus said in our heart and we accept Him. Him. We can. Once we accept Him, we can hear more and more what Jesus is wanting to say to us. What He's wanting to do for us. How He's wanting to bless us. He clearly can have His voice in our hearts and minds if we just listen and let Him touch our heart. The bond man uh, replied, Master, hallelujah, I believe, I believe because Jesus taught him how to believe. Hallelujah. And you know what the first thing, that verse, the, uh, right at the first thing it said he did? Do y'all remember the first thing he said he did? Hallelujah. Uh, verse 39. I believe it was 39. Lord, no, it's 38. Lord, I believe, and he worshipped Him. And He worshipped Him. You know, I do not believe we worship our God enough. We do not praise Him enough for all He does. And the first thing that we ought to do each day and the last thing that we ought to do in all during the day is worship Him and praise Him and thank Him is another very important part of, of being able to touch people and bless them step by step to accept salvation. Hallelujah. These people were willing to... Let me go back. And then th verse 39, where I was heading... That was verse 38. He worshipped Him. Verse 39. For judgment I came, have come into the world. For judgment I have come into this world. Some people say that may contradict some earlier uh, things in the Bible, but that's not what Jesus is meaning now um, about people look at the word judgment and perceive that's meaning He came into the world to judge. No, no. He came in, he told us clearly back a few verses back, I believe it was in chapter 8, that he came into the world to save the world. Now, 
he, they need to be judged, <laughs> but he came into the world. Today, people are blind and know they're blind. And when you know you're blind, you know you're in sin, they realize they need help. These are basically two or three different kinds or categories of people today. Either, you know, you can believe or not, but here's the categories people are in. And what Jesus is saying to these Pharisees in the very last verse, I hope I can say this. I'm kind of getting a little bit mixed up here. Today there are people who are blind, who know they're blind. In other words, they know they're in sin, and they realize they need help. And these people are willing to seek and believe and try to understand and start listening and watching and hearing the Christians. And they cry out for God's help. They cry out for God. They need God. And they seek God. They're looking for the light in their life. And then there's people that don't believe and won't believe, like some of these Pharisees. They, they're just not going to believe. And then there's people that who claim they see and they believe, but hallelujah, they really have not accepted who Jesus Christ is, which I believe some of those Pharisees were also. They pronounce themselves, or they proclaim, that they, in some way or another, have full capability of judging, questioning uh, a prophet, or someone from God, or even who God is. They set themselves up, to do a final judge. And this is what God's saying here, people. I believe this tonight. This is what Jesus is saying. And they, they think they even have a right to question the Messiah, as they did here. To judge the Messiah as a sinner. They, these, people are, these people are truly blind. They truly are blind. Hallelujah. They do not even recognize the blessings and the miracles. And this young man tried his best to help them understand who God is, but their sinful condition, the hardness of their heart, would not allow them to. Mark said in 8.36, the book of Mark, chapter 8, 36-38, it tells us, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit, forfeit his own soul? What can a man give to exchange for his soul? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And in 40 and 41, the Pharisees said, Jesus, are we blind too? And Jesus is trying to explain to them, but listen as, as we continue to understand what Jesus is saying here. When, he, when they asked this question, they obviously were throwing off sarcastic. They were being whatever. These Pharisees, I believe, actually understood enough to know because I'm going to read you some scriptures from Paul that tells us this. I believe these Pharisees and people today, same thing, I believe it, actually understood enough to know that he was actually saying to them their blindness to who he was proved, proved that they were living in sin. That's what Jesus said. Because they did not believe and they did not accept. Look what first in, in John, we'll get to this later. Um, uh, in, uh, no, in, in, I'm sorry. Um, what he's saying in 41, this is what he's saying in 41 in John. Your guilt remains because you claim you know what you're doing and out of guilt 
you are continuing to ask questions. Out of your guilt. That's what he's saying. He's saying to them, you are uh, guilty of sin. It was Jesus that took this blind man that was blind. Jesus prepared his heart. I'm leaving that section now, but I wanted to make that point. And let, let me say that again. I don't know that I, I, I said that as, as, as good as I wanted to say it from my heart. Jesus put on my heart that what he was clearly slay, saying there is that, folks, you know, you keep asking questions. You keep trying to be sarcastic. You keep trying to be ugly in your heart because you know and you've realized that you are in sin, but you do not realize that there is a Savior that's out there waiting to forgive you for all that. And they, have not, they won't accept. They're not willing to accept. So out of their guilt, they keep asking questions. That's powerful, folks, because I believe that that's what's going on today. I believe that that's what's going on today in a lot of hearts and minds. As we're concluding chapter 9 tonight, it was Jesus that took the blind man and helped him understand, prepared his heart. Jesus in our scriptures tonight came to him with a very important question. Dost thou believe in the Son of God? And that is the same question as I'm concluding tonight, I'm leaving us with. If you are, uh, if you are a Christian tonight and you hear my voice, He's saying also to us, as believers, as believers, then continue to worship, praise me, and to study my word and prayer is what it's going to... In other words, we, the journey has just begun, is what he's saying. If you believe on the Son of God, then the journey's just beginning. If you have not accepted uh, um, God, then you need to begin the journey. You need to accept Him. It strengthens us in our faith. He, he also will clarify our thinking the more we strengthen our testimony. I want to leave that with us when we leave chapter 9, is that our testimony is so important. And I believe that. It seemed like that today it was much easier. It was much easier today than it was a few weeks ago when I was trying to help someone else understand. Today it just, I could feel in my spirit, God was just helping me say to this young lady as she was crying and as she was just humble. And you know, it, as I said, it will humble your heart when they don't come in and says, I need money, or I got this light bill, I got this problem, I got this problem. When they come in, the first thing they say is, I need Jesus. Now, we did get into some other things, and she told us why she needed Jesus, and I believe Jesus is going to help us. But we have to understand how to present who Jesus is. Accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior is a personal choice. We need to accept Him tonight. As we finish chapter 9, I would like to highlight a few things that chapter 9 leaves in my heart, my mind, and in my spirit. There's five or six very, very important things. There's many. There's many. But I want to leave them with you tonight. Um, first of all, John reveals... Jesus as a powerful, powerful man of God and the Son of God and has a powerful gift to perform miracles in just speaking words. Again, proving He is the Son of God. I believe and absolutely know without any doubt John in chapter 9 absolutely tells us who Jesus Christ really is. 
also, it fulfills the, uh, uh, the Isaiah's prophecy. In Isaiah 35 and 5, you can go back and look, that the Messiah would open the eyes of the blind. Isn't that wonderful? It was prophesied back in Isaiah many, 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 many years ago. So that's the first thing in my heart. The second thing, John shows us the close relationship of Jesus Christ, who He really is, and His performance of miracles, and His ministry of evangelism. I think about how Jesus was out in the streets, out in the synagogues, out in everywhere teaching and preaching. Now, it's great that we got churches today, but Jesus went out and reached those that were lost. Christians, we need to be doing the same thing. We need to be going out. It ain't about Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. It's about going out and reaching the lost, as our Jesus did every day. Uh, he was out somewhere. And evangelism is important. I thank God for this church and the missionaries that we uh, uh, bless and we support every month. I think there's 10 or 12 of them that we bless, and thank God for that. It puts another... Uh, lift in my heart about evangelism, evangelism and ministry and missions. And then third, the healing of the blind man. Think about it. It's such a profound miracle. When you really realize what he did, that miracle and the seven other miracles in chapter in all of John, these eight total miracles, I believe, they are so profound that over the years, they have helped as part of God's Word, hallelujah, to, uh, for millions of people to believe and accept who Jesus Christ really is. Think about what John was telling us and why these were so important. I believe there was other many miracles that was not written in the book of John. I believe that every day. You know, if people, hallelujah, just walked by and touched the hem of his garment and was saved or blessed or healed, I believe as he walked through these crowds, people that believed were being touched. I believe that today. But we are told about the blind man for a specific reason. It's a specific miracle that Jesus Christ did to manifest who he really was and show us who he really is. And then third, I mean fourth, John also lets us know and he confirms in our heart that people will reject Jesus out of their own pride, their own selfishness, their own self-righteousness, their own arrogance. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Something that stuck out in my heart as a young man many, 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 many years ago and I wish she would hear because she's heard me say it several times. I wanted to Deacons, that was a mentor in my heart. Eldred Brazel was a great man of God and had a sense of humor. He's the only one that could say certain things to certain people, and it was very humorous, and people loved him. But he, overall, I knew that he loved God, and he was a man of God. You know, and one of the things he said, and it stuck in my mind, is the problem, and this has been 30, 40 years ago, he said, the problem within the United States. Now, we, we see something going on different in Africa and Iran and different places, right? You know why? Because about what I'm about to tell you people, God, because of our uh, 
founding father's belief in Jesus Christ and writing the Declaration of Independence in God, writing all the laws in God we trust, all the things that God did back then was because God loved the United States. Not saying you don't love the other countries, but God has tremendously blessed us. Elder Brazel said, the problem with the United States and people in the U.S., hallelujah, God has blessed us so richly, we have got blinders on because we have so much in front of us, so many wonderful things in front of us, we can't see them. We think they're normal, they're okay, that that's the way it's supposed to be. We are all, but it, it, the truth is, it's a blessing. Go to a foreign country where they don't even have bathrooms. Go to a foreign country where they don't have food. Go where God has not blessed as much as He's blessing here. I believe that. Now, God is blessing those countries now through our missionaries and evangelism. But I believe what Elder Brazel said. It stuck in my heart. It sticks in the day. God has blessed the USA so much, so much. And now, now I believe God has put trials and things in front of our hearts, in front of our minds, that we need to put our faith in Him. I believe we need to put our trust in Him tonight. And that's the only way these things are going to be uh, 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 miraculously uh, taken care of is through Jesus Christ and our prayers of the Christian people. We need to hold on. I thought about something that went on uh, 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 four years ago that during the election process that there was people out, uh, gathered thousands of them praying that God would take care of things. People, we today need to be doing the same thing. We need to be praying together. We need to be sticking together, praying that God's hand and that God's not going to allow the devil to punish us because we're not listening. We're not praying. We're not doing what he wants us to do. Folks, we need to be blessing God this day in our testimony and everything that we do. I believe that. I believe that. Thank you, Elder Brazel. One day I'm going to see you again. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's a whole lot more that Eldridge Basil taught me that I won't never forget and Charles Gurley and some of those men that were deacons when I was a young man in my 20s on a deacon board and I had never been a deacon before and I was actually in shock when they put me on the deacon board but the one thing they knew that I know is I love God and God has done nothing but bless me ever since and I thank Him for that and I appreciate that and those men, those men are godly men and I thank God for them and I thank all churches whole churches that have godly men like that in leadership, we ought to be praying for them, folks. Pray for your leadership. Pray for the people in any kind of leadership in your church. They need it. We need it. Hallelujah. I need it. He taught me that. John taught me that in chapter 9. Hallelujah. And then fifth, John tells us the blind man stood up for what he knew. He taught me that. He didn't back down even though he knew that he's going to be tossed out of the church because they'd already made a decree. And he knew that later on, they, they, they could have even thrown him in jail. And later on, they do, do start doing that. They start throwing people in jail and beheading people. Folks, this young man that was blind stood up for what he believed. We need to stand up for what we believe in tonight, and that is Jesus Christ as our Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When you are really touched by Jesus, you want to stand up. You want to do for Him when you're really touched. And you have a testimony. 
You have a testimony. As I left you with last week, be bold in it. Be encouraged in it. God will bless it. Hallelujah. And then six, John makes it real clear. He makes it real clear that Jesus was the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As he tells us the detail of who Jesus was. And I thank him for that. Hallelujah. One thing I want to say about John, and I find it interesting, and I had to do look at this because I had noticed it when I, I'm reading 11 and 12. I'm, I'm always a few chapters ahead getting uh, what's going on in my heart. But you'll find in the next 12 chapters, the, the rest of John, not once does John mention the word Moses or the prophet Moses again. Hallelujah. This is the final time that you hear about Moses in the book of John. It was mentioned in verse 29. And I prayed about that. I thought about that. And it was put in my heart for, for a specific reason too also. John's letting us know. John's letting us know there's only one Messiah. Hallelujah. There's only one Jesus. He's letting us know that. Although God has blessed many of those prophets of the past, God wants us to get our eyes off the, off the prophet and on to what God has done. Hallelujah. What God has done. So as we leave chapter 9, I thank God for uh, uh, anointing John writing. Actually, 8 and 9 uh, has uh, just been very special to me. And I'm looking forward to the next 12 chapters. And I hope you'll stay with me. Looking ahead to uh, chapter 10 of John. John starts to present, continues to present Jesus as the gate, Jesus as the true and only way, and as, excuse me, as the good shepherd, and many, many, many more. I believe it will bless your heart to continue studying John. Thank you again for being here and being part of this Bible study, and thank you uh, folks in here tonight. You're a blessing. You have encouraged me by being here and being able to look at your face and see your head shaking, and God bless you, and I pray that God bless you. And folks, as I leave you with always, Jesus loves everyone. All life matters to Jesus, and all lives should matter to us. God bless you. Bless someone this week. Have a great week in Jesus Christ. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on. Here. Also, Facebook users search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.